this is part two of our conversation about Dragonborn. If you missed part one, go back to the Thumcast webpage and pick it up now. Uh, I felt really bad doing that quest to kill all the little jelly creatures. The little fetch quest to kill oh. five jelly creatures. I felt bad about that. That's a that's a that's like a World of Warcraft thing. Go kill five creatures. Well, she needed it for alchemy, time. but I still felt bad about uh, it. Did anyone yeah, else get the story of the, the retching... Um, what are these those called? The retching netch. The retching netch, yeah. <laughs> that was great. No. So, Just talk to the bartender, man. It's awesome. Yeah, so, so he, there's a story where a drunk guy throws his, his mead bottle at a retch, uh, a netch, and it breaks on the netch and gets absorbed by it, and then the netch gets drunk and pukes everywhere. It's pretty... <laughs> 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 well, they're all jelly underneath. I could see how that would work. Yeah, so. definitely. I think everyone quite agrees that this feels like a real good expansion, yeah. like a real actual addition to the world. It, it is. It is. You know, like we talked about with the um, the vampire one, there was that whole mm-hmm. section where you're just going through endless tunnels, and it just wasn't. I didn't enjoy it at all, and I'd never want to do it again. This place. I love it. I'm going to absolutely every single location I can get to. The the puzzles are fun. The the the, the lore is interesting. Even some of the people I actually kind of like now. Um, I really like this place. It really feels like mini Morrowind, honestly, guys. I mean, just from with the music in it and all the stuff they've done where it looks like how it used to. You know, like Raven Rock has the Redoran style houses and everything and. I just like I got to go back to Morrowind. Oh yeah, the music. Thank you for bringing that up, Mackie. New music, I love it. I've said so many times, if you're going to put out an expansion, add more music. And somebody apparently listened because the music is just fantastic. And it's a good mixture too, because you can see the themes from the from the main game, and they kind of blended in Morrowind into some of it. Because you'll hear songs you recognize with other elements blended into them, and then you'll. They'll kind of transition over completely to Morrowind-style music. Uh, yeah, maybe you yeah, can tell it, us, It literally Mackie. is the Morrowind music. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, yeah. I recognize it instantly. Because when I like, first got off the boat coming in from Windhelm, and then that music cut in, and I, I may have got a little something in my eyes then. <laughs> <laughs> eyelash? Must be an eyelash, right? Uh, sure, yeah, something. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the hardest boss on the island, because I don't think many people know about this, and it's worthwhile talking about so, there is a place where the uh, little munchkins live called um, Kastag Caverns. And if you follow the main quest, uh, so if you follow the, the city quest, you've got to go and find this guy who went to trade with them. And this is all, this is to do with the blacksmith, uh, to get back his recipe for making armor. You go in there and that's all fine. You make your way up to the top and you get to the Kastag Courtyard. Mm-hmm. And it's Castag Palace Ruins, basically. And at, in that courtyard, there is a, a big chair, stone chair, with some bones on it. And you think nothing of it at the time. <laughs> Later, if you go into a place called Glacial Cave, which is the Middle North, in there, stuck in a wall, is the, the head of Castag. You take that skull, you go back to the courtyard, and you put it on the chair, and prepare yourself for the hardest fight in Skyrim. Guess what? In the in original Blood Moon, Karstag was one of the harder fights in the game. This is That's this cool. is a he's like he's a giant, but he's super powerful, and he can summon two ice wraiths. God, <laughs> and it's just nasty. Yeah. yeah. So the reward is really good. You can summon him yourself three times, three times only. Oh, wow. You have to be outside to do it, uh, but he is you know super powerful. So if you ever have if you have 
I don't know exactly when you would use him. There is nothing in the game that you'd need him for, but... <laughs> He's rougher than the rest of the game. Yeah. Killing him is beyond a joke, uh, especially on Expert and I assume on Master as well. I found a way, but I... I there's a few parts in this game where I stop and have to retry things over and over again. This was an area where, which I retried five or six times before I finally beat it. Um, so it, it's, a, it's definitely an interesting challenge. And, and while I was looking up to see what other people had learnt about this after I beat him, uh, I came across another quest that is purely for the, the players who have spent far too much time playing the game. When you've reached level 80, the Ebony Warrior will approach you anywhere in Skyrim or, or Solstheim and challenge you to a fight, and he'll give you a location for the fight. And supposedly he's the toughest person in the game, uh, being level 80. Um, and you kill him and you get some really good armor or something like that, I don't know. But to get to level 80, you kind of have to cheese the game significantly, and in, not in a fun way. No, if you're playing... Well, okay, if you're playing the Xbox, it's not enjoyable at all. Because you have to do it the hard way. You have to grind. You have to decide, okay, I'm going to go brew five gazillion potions just for these small, tiny hits so I can level up. To get something like Restoration up, you're going to go stand in a fire trap and cast Fast Heal over and over and over again. To get your light armor skill up if you're a heavy warrior guy, or vice versa, you're going to stand in front of one of the unkillable guys and let him pound on you. That's the only way to do it, because you can only organically level to about the maybe the mid early to mid-50s. I'd say you can organically level through the through the mid-50 levels. After that, it's just a it's just an unconscionable grind. There's there's something fundamentally broken in the way leveling works past that point because you can't do it organically. Which begs the question, why level eighty? For all the O C D people who took the time on the Xbox to do all that stuff. At least they didn't make it an achievement, like with the dragon. Just they just made oh it a nice little secret. Well, that's the that's the only reason I ever got to level seventy eight was I wanted that damned achievement. Yeah, <laughs> achievement more. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I. Other than being something for the really high level players today, I think this is a callback to the tribunal expansion from Morrowind, actually, because there was this, in this case it was this little wood elf guy who had this. He starts out asking you for like for gold coin and then this many gold coins. It'll keep going. It doesn't matter how many you have in the game. You'll get a point where you can't give him any, and he'll just get all upset. He comes off, and then the next time you go through that same place later, he comes back. He's all decked out in ebony armor. He's got. That's he spent all the gold you gave him on. Yes, but but he also <laughs> has this luck amulet and this reflecting amulet thing that makes him almost impossible to kill. I think this is that kind of... I think they were referring to that guy, even though the guy isn't an elf in this one, but... Is this that much of a pain? Because I'm, I'm looking in the wiki for this, and it's showing the stuff he's got, you know, this thing, shock suppression, wielding, this thing, this thing. I was like, this sounds familiar. He's going to reflect all your damn damage. <laughs> so, they said they were going to do four pieces of DLC for Skyrim, right? Do you think Do you think the stupid Hearthfire stuff counts as one of those... I hope not, because that was really I think Microsoft cheap. said no. <laughs> yeah. I think it was, I think they put that out in order, like like we were speculating at the time. I think they were hoping that that would get them out of the exclusive. Well, clearly they didn't. <laughs> I mean, this, this, this DLC does raise a lot of interesting questions. We know that they've got more than one team working on the different DLCs. So it suggests that the next DLC, if it's not the fourth and final, but the third... 
may not be as good, but the fourth, hopefully, amazing. Um, but if there is only one left, that really puts it up in the air as to how it's going to be. Because mm-hmm. this one's just it's fantastic. I'd, I'd like the, the moot to be in there where they picked the High King. That would be nice. Yeah, I, re- I, I would like it if they finished off the story. I'd bet good money that that doesn't happen. Yeah, I think the next Elder Scrolls game would progress the story along with the... Maybe take us back to Cyrodiil to fight the war? Well, you never know. The next game could be 200 years in the future, like this one. They could, these could all be ancient history by then. Yeah, that's... yeah, and then we go to a different region like Hammerfell or something. Okay, let's talk about the Black Books. Um, so, how, I think there are six... In total? There are either six, there are six or there's five, six or seven. I don't remember the exact number, but there there's more than five. There's five for the achievement, and there's I think one or two more. I only I only found two in the main storyline. So where did you guys find the others? Okay, so there's there's obviously the the act one of the main story. Uh, you get the first and most important black book for Mirak. Then there's one in the mushroom place. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one in what's what are these mines called? The Broken Tusk Raven. Mine? No, not that one. No, actually... Is it in the Raven, is it in the Raven Rock Mine? Blood Skull Burrow. Oh, yeah, which you get right, to yeah, by going one. through the Raven Rock Mine. Let's talk about Blood Skull Burrow for a sec, because like the guy who died there, I almost died there from not figuring it out. <laughs> uh, you get this weird blood sword, and you, oh, you swish thing, it through yeah. the air, and it sends out a yeah. beam of energy. And making it swish sideways... I had to go look it up. How the hell do you make this go sideways? It wouldn't go sideways. And it's, oh, you have to move while you're swishing. Yeah, I, I there's didn't, a power attack I didn't know existed. No, I didn't yeah. even know someone had written about it. I, if I had realized someone had written about it, I might have gone and looked it up. But yeah, I fluked the first one, and then I was like, oh, I know it's possible. I've done it. And then I was like trying to do a half <laughs> swing, and and but then he wouldn't shoot the. He would do it sideways, but he wouldn't shoot the red thing out. And. <laughs> <sighs> Although I really like the, that, that concept of having doors that open like that. It was a really interesting puzzle, and there was not really any information there to, to, to help you get through it. So, yeah, I just ultimately like this. There was the direction of the red, whatever it is, flowing. You could see it flowing, so there was sort of a partial hint. Yeah. When I looked at it, I eventually figured out what it wanted me to do. I just had no idea how to do what it wanted me to do. Exactly. I had to go, like Mackie said, I had to go to the wiki and say, okay, how do I swing the damn sword sideways? No, I just lucked into figuring that out, and I didn't... Yeah, that was... that was a pre... So I almost starved to death in the cave, too, like the uh, like that guy. This is, part, this is part of the quest to get back the, uh, the ancient uh, Nord pickaxe, isn't it? Right. And at the end, there's a black book. Well, it, it's part of it in the sense that if you keep going, you get to that. You could just walk out after getting the pickaxe, because you don't have to follow the rest of it. Oh, yeah, I suppose, but what kind of a Skyrim player would do that? Um, <laughs> so that's Who walks right past a black book and doesn't try to open it, guys? Uh, another really nasty place, uh, let's see, is called... Um, what's its name? Hang on a second. Just got to bring this up. I'm in totally wrong part of the route. White Ridge Barrow. Oh, man, don't go there. <laughs> this place is infested with those exploding little spiders. Oh, that oh, place. The, the place new where you spiders. The, oh, my God. The place, where you, the place where you can manufacture more of them. Yeah. So at the, at, the end of, at the end of one half of this, there's a machine where you put in a ruby or salt and a yeah. 
and a cocoon, damaged or undamaged, and then you push the button and out pops uh, a spider that you can deploy yourself. Um, ah, icky. <laughs> I hate I them. I hate those spiders. I, I just hate them. I hate them. Especially em. the red ones. Yeah. The red ones are terrible. No, I hate the frost ones. They, they really wreck my day. I've wasted so many arrows on those things just so that they'll stay far away from me. But at the end of that guy, at the end of the White Ridge Barrow, there is a word wall. I'm not sure if there was a book or not. I think there might have been. Don't remember. I remember there being a word wall. Yeah. The I didn't understand the... There's a word that you unlock, the dragon aspect. The dragon aspect, yeah, makes you partly... It gives you better armor and better attacks for a period of time. Yeah, pretty darn powerful. I used... Well, I used that when I fought one of the Sentinel Lurkers, because those things are virtually impossible to bring down. What? Nah, you just Sentinel... shoot him in the head a few times. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's... Okay, sure. All I know is that with Oriole's bow, smithed up some, those things are impossible. <laughs> I didn't have any trouble with them. But yeah, I mean, actually, the first time I used it was when I came across the Werebear people up in the mountain. Um, oh, those guys. I didn't actually... You know what I did with them? I actually shouted them off the cliff. That's all their... That's all, <laughs> that settled their hash. <laughs> I picked... Solution all problems. I picked up the oh, black sh- book problem, the back, black book reward that that makes your um, Fusro Da disintegrate things. I've not seen yeah. him do it once. Yeah. Oh, I've had that, that happen twice. Cool. It is awesome. You, you sh- that, that's how I got rid of one of the werebears. Do they have to be one near death for it I- to work? No, it's just a random thing. You have to you have to have the whole shout, obviously, which you get in the main game. But you, I had one of the werebears got disintegrated, and the other one went flying off a mountain cliff. Yeah, I wish I'd picked awesome. the fire one instead. It seems like it. The, the random chance is just bad. Oh, speaking of random chance, some of the weapons have this chaos enchantment, mm-hmm. and I put that on. I think yeah, I put it on my bow, and that's awesome. I've got like a fifty percent chance to do fire or, or shock damage now. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, sort of like what's on one. the hammer you get from the general at Frostmoth after you kill him, the champion's cudgel. Yeah. Oh, is that what that thing has on it? Yeah. I disenchanted okay. it. <laughs> well, I, I actually oh, have that no. hanging on a wall. I'll have to go and disenchant it and learn that. There's a couple of them that have this chaos power on it. Um, okay. And not too many things are immune to it. I know that Karstag was immune to it. <laughs> He's immune to everything, pretty much. <laughs> Especially paralysis. Um, so some, the, one of the most useful, I, I don't, I think we mentioned it before, the, uh, Dramora Merchant, one of the most useful black book yes. things. He, every two days he appears and yeah, you can spend 2000 gold on him. So he's pretty good. A lot of, and there was another one that I picked up that destruction magic wouldn't hurt your companion anymore. Well, not just destruction. None, oh, of, that's your, nice. none of your attacks, none of your yeah, attacks hurt your companion. Yeah. That's in the Raven Rock book. Right. Raven that's book. a power. That's a power you can use so that before a combat, you can turn that on if you decide to take that one. And then you can shout to your heart's content and not hurt your companion. Yep. Pretty awesome, actually. Um, so Highly useful for the companion that decides to run in front of your bow all the frickin' yes. time. Yes. Or front, run in front of your sword attack when you're trying to hit enemies. <laughs> and my game, when I'm in the battle, sometimes is a little bit slow and or a little sluggish and... Uh, and it has poor reactions. So by the time I'm swinging at an enemy, suddenly my companion walks in front, and they end up dead. Um, there was a there was a place that had a waterfall, and behind it there was a little place I went to. to you know how the spriggans are charred spriggans? Yes. Well, this cave had a Mother Earth spriggan in it, 
And yeah, that's the uh, head, that's the headwaters. That's the headwaters. Yeah, that you're. And there's a chest like in a there. minor quest. There's a minor quest for one of the for the alchemy lady over in one of the mushrooms that involves going there. Oh, okay. But the the thing in there, there was like a ring of thirty five percent bow or something like that damage. It was. Oh, okay. I'll pre- have to go back. Pretty amazing. Uh, and I equipped that immediately. Yeah, I will definitely have to go back then because I could definitely make use of that. But like I said, I'm getting close to having done absolutely everything in this place, and I'm loving it. And it's going to be really sad when it's done because. Once again, I'm going to have to put Skyrim down until the next DLC. I kind of kind of had this problem with Fallout New Vegas as well, where I was waiting for that next DLC to come out. There's always Radiant Quests. <laughs> oh, you're yeah, so those, funny. Those, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those are not They'll the same. Get Hearthfire, build a house? I don't know. Yeah, well, I hate Hearthfire, so... <laughs> Waste of time, that thing. Um, training... So, if you like lockpicking, <laughs> this is the map for you. <laughs> Trading oh, post crap. amulets. Every other lock is adept or expert, especially all. Oh yeah, the East Empire amulets. Adept's easy. It's, it's master and expert. You mean master yeah, and expert? <laughs> the adept sorry. ones. But you know what I mean. No, no, not the adept locks. What will I ever do? Yeah, I meant master in that. But... Is there something special about the East uh, Empire? Uh, There's a guy in town who will give you 500 gold for each one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's about it. I guess I shouldn't have enchanted it then. Oh, well. oh you enchanted it? <laughs> well, you could enchant one. There's plenty. Does it look, oh, okay. yeah, does it look good? Is it worth keeping? I don't know. I, I thought so. It has a little ship on it, and uh, I, I liked it. It was different. I feel like there should have been some tie-in uh, quest back to the to the East Shipping Company Mainland. in Skyrim to, oh. to, to get them to come yeah. out yeah. there. <laughs> Especially after I, dealing I think... with the grand, great-grandfather thing. Yeah, I mean, there is one quest that one of the alchemists sends you on that will take you back over to Skyrim. So, yeah, it wouldn't have been that hard for them to have a quest like that. Yeah, it, it seems like the island is close enough that that, uh, that Skyrim could claim province over it at some point if they wanted to, especially since mm-hmm. it's not... Well, they, they did have control of it. They gave it to the Dunmer because they had no other place to live after Red Mountain exploded. Yeah. It's gone back and forth between the Dunmer and the Nords a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, after the Empire gave it up. <laughs> that was Hammerfall they gave up. What are you talking about? What? No, the the uh, the Empire left left them for dead there as well. That that re- Rock Raven, Raven Rock, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. When you first oh, get there, well, they, they bailed said, out because it wasn't profitable anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The mine ran dry, quote unquote. Yeah, I, the I, mine I was magically con- reopens when you get done with the quest down there in the Barrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been doing like research on the past games and the history of Sky or Elder Scroll, and I've noticed that. The Morrowind got a lot of beatdowns. It got like two or three invasions, <laughs> the floating castle thing, and yeah, and then Red Mountain just totally has beaten yeah, down Morrowind so Luke bad. Sitting up above Vivek, and then when Vivek went off to wherever he went off, it suddenly came back into motion with crater. Now, see, I personally think Elsewhere's had it pretty tough too, and right now they they think the Thalmor are gods. So that's, that's really quite Oh, because the Thalmor are just dicks, period. <laughs> yeah, the Thalmor lie and cheat and pretend that they know things that they don't know, and the, the people in charge in Elsewhere bought into it, so now Elsewhere doesn't like the Empire, blah, blah, blah. So, of course, Perup doesn't live there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks his people have been eating too much sugar. <laughs> yeah, moon sugar. And this is why I kill every Thalmor I see. As a matter of principle. Spe- speaking of uh, 
elsewhere in Kajit, um, ran across a, a friend sent me a, a very cute cartoon that's being made called Prequel. Uh, and it's sort of an interactive cartoon where people in the forums act as the subconscious of the main character, suggesting what they should and shouldn't do. Uh, oh some, of, some of it is a little adult-oriented, so maybe not for the kids, but uh, besides that, it is, it is set in sort of Morrowind time, and it is just hilarious. Um, the, the story has evolved so much based on people's feedback in the forums. Earlier on, people were making cat puns in the in in the forums uh, for each panel, and the author was putting in little burns, little flames, going "Ooh, that that pun burnt." And they did it so much that it evolved into a latent pyrokinesis power <laughs> for the character. Somebody makes a cat joke. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, so she finally got a cat. Yeah. Man. Oh, sorry, I spoiled for you, Scott. Sorry about that. Um, but it's, okay. it's hilarious, and, and as they go, they've got little flash movies in there. Uh, like there's this, there's this point where you're an alcoholic as well. The character's an alcoholic, and you're trying to stay. The subconscious is trying to convince them not to drink alcohol. There's actually one point where where the author of the comic picked out every negative comment it made and used that to justify going down a darker path, rather than picking out the people <laughs> saying supportive things because some terrible things happened, and she was in a bad place. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's this one point where you're almost about to drink some alcohol at this fancy party at the castle, and all of a sudden, an Imperial Legion comes in and dumps dead bodies on the floor to report all the murderers that he's killed. <laughs> and it, it, it started a, sort of a, a flash, and it's like... He's like, come to save the day sort of thing, and it's just hilarious. And when when the character finally gets to Kavach, there's this, like, top-down 2D... Um, almost Zelda-like exploration game where you can go around and meet everybody in the city. <laughs> and, and nobody was. This is like this is there's another uh, there's another Khajiit there, and, and your character is actually from Hammerfell, so you're not a native of elsewhere. Uh, but this Khajiit is, and he speaks to you in intense Khajiit, saying, "Every time you open your mouth, you bloody the language, and my ears can never recover." <laughs> and, and then your character's like, "Huh? I didn't understand that." He goes, "Nothing, whatever." <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, there's a lot of fun stuff in this comic. Um, we're going to post the link to that uh, for this episode as well. But uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of great fan content out there for Elder Scrolls. And I think before we wrap up uh, by talking about the final battle on this, let's talk a little bit about Elder Scrolls Online. Okay. So they sent out a request for people who want to be in the beta. And I don't think they've gotten back to anybody yet. Yeah, they said, we'll get back to you nope. in two days. Yeah, Nobody's heard nope. a thing. <laughs> yeah. That's just... So I'm kind of well. curious to see if they if they pick any of us. Possibly not, because we're not really hardcore MMO players. Uh, though we have friends yeah. who are, so maybe they'll get picked and they can tell us about it. But there might be an NDA, so they wouldn't be able to tell us. And we might not be, even be able to talk about it if we got in anyway. So we'll see. Someone will review it at some point. The only thing I've heard about it recently that's interesting is that they made a decision, at least so far it sounds like, that they are not going to have pickpocketing as a skill in the game. Ah, uh, well, see, this is one of the things that's different between um, that, co-op, that could get really co-op slash single yeah, player games it. and competitive games. If you have a mm-hmm. if you have a single player game, having a, the Wabberjack staff is perfectly okay. You can turn things into sheep. That's hilarious oh, and funny. Oh, God. Wabberjack and an <laughs> If you're playing a cooperative game where the people work together to complete the quests, 
a Wabajack is also still okay. But as soon as you enter into a competitive environment where you have yep. PvP, suddenly a Wabajack isn't allowed. And that... 2v2, no Wabajack. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a real shame, I think, because a, a lot of the hilarity in these games can't be put into an MMO. Um, and I, I, I think that's a shame. I, I really do. But there's going to be a lot... And, and pickpocketing, obviously, is an example of this. You could just run up to anybody and pickpocket an awesome weapon if you just focus all the way up through the pickpocket tree uh, and then give it to your tank and, you know, obliterate the enemy. And it seems like a perfectly reasonable strategy when, you, strategy when you're playing co-op, but if, you're, if it's a PvP environment, obviously not. That would just be very OP. But <laughs> <laughs> well, also... True. It would also torque a lot of people off, I guess. Yeah, have your stuff stolen, yeah. Especially if you if you can't if you can't go down the line of pickpocketing yourself to make sure you don't get pickpocketed. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing that I heard was that instead of, of a, I mean, a, there is a statistics based combat like all MMOs, but it's still an involved fight. You're not just sort of standing back saying do this attack over and over again. Mm-hmm. That's the part of the game I really want to see to see if they've pulled it off because that's the part of any MMO that is a huge letdown. Um, yeah. Where, you know, you're just... The combat just becomes a statistics fest of, okay, we just time it to the exact moment, do the heal, now cast this magic spell, and the guy's running with their swords enchanted. It, it's, it's really... I mean, it's an impressive feat of human coordination of the internet, but to me it's not a fun game. And I know a lot of people enjoy it, but I don't. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see if they, if they pull that off because they say they're going to try to pull off at least give you the illusion that you're in complete control here. Yeah, except they have a class system. This is Elder Scrolls. You don't have class systems. Well, no. They keep my... Well, they don't have class systems in the current game. They had class systems in every game previous. Yeah, but not yes. having classes in Skyrim is one of its key, most amazing features ever. You just right. start doing what it is you want to do, and you get good at it. <laughs> it's awesome. Yes, but this is for the MMO people, because I think a lot of people would not know how to function if they didn't have a class they could stick to. Right, because they're thinking, I have my tank, I have my cleric, I have my battle mage. Yawn. <laughs> tank, DPS, healer, yeah, control exactly. person. Area of effect. Mm. <laughs> yep, just just like old Dungeons Is that a great big Meh. <laughs> meh. Yeah, I, I know it's going to be like that, but it doesn't mean that the game won't be great anyway. One, one of the one of the problems with MMOs is the end game content. Once you hit that max level, what happens then? A lot of these games sort of flounder at that point, like um, Star Wars, the Star Wars uh, Old Republic. Once you got to level fifty and you'd completed the storyline, suddenly there was really nothing left to do. Yeah, I've always felt that way, but apparently when you get to that level, that's when you're supposed to really do the PvP, because then everybody's like the same level, and it's all about, uh, I guess, the right button combinations or whatever, you know, actual strategy. Or yeah, but, but, but you just, what you said uh, then, Scott, is it's basically bait and switch. Play one game, and now play a completely different game. Yeah. Right, that means there's nothing exactly. left to do. That's exactly what, yeah, it's... But for us people playing Elder Scrolls games and Fallout games, it's sort of once you finally hit that last piece of DLC, it's a little bit of a wait, and then the next one in the in the next game genre comes out. So then Fallout 4 will come out, and then once we're finished with right. that, then Skyrim, oh no, Elder Scrolls 50 will come out. Uh, but, so there's always there's always something more going on, and I feel like MMOs have the potential to be a really good storytelling platform if they could produce the content fast enough. But I've never seen anybody right. pull it off. 
Yeah, it would have to be like a constant evolving thing because that was another thing I didn't like about MMOs is that you would be guy number 5,000 whatever that beat this boss and he'll just regen and the next person will beat him. And it just felt like you had no real impact or influence on the world. Yeah, and you know my thoughts on that. I want... I even feel that Skyrim yeah. didn't give us enough of impact on the world. I, I really want to see things change based on your actions. Um, there isn't much you can change in Solstheim. The, you know, the two big things, getting rid of Mirak and opening up the mine, people all thank you for it. So that's at least good. Um, I, on that point, I do want to say that, uh, uh, you know, because like, I hadn't played Skyrim in a while, so when I loaded up in Whiterun and started walking around because i had just completed the civil war i finished it and and on the imperial side it was nice to hear just everybody in white run just saying you know how uh you know just how much i've done for them and how awesome the place is or whatever and and uh it's so much nicer without naveen running around either that's that's pretty cool one of those one of those things about the game that would have been good in skyrim is if you know as you conquered all of these little bandit places along the way that guard that you know imperial guards moved in to take control or or rebels or you know whoever you, you've backed take you know take control of these areas so the bandits don't come back but then have the main plot at some point make you a criminal so now that you've strengthened all of skyrim with garrisons everywhere suddenly you're an outlaw and you have to deal with the fact that you've made them all really strong could have been a, a very interesting mechanic as a as a nice twist so you, you move from dealing with bandits to dealing with Imperial guards. Oh, well. Well, with, with that, do you, want to move on? do you want to move on to the final battle? Yeah, we have to say goodbye to Mackie to talk about the, the last part of the, of, the, of the DLC. Well, the last part she'll play, at least, because she'll leave it to last, won't you? <laughs> what do you think? Come on. <laughs> How did I play Skyrim? One main quest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we're going to say goodbye to Mackie for now. Bye, Mackie. Bye, Maggie. Bye. Okay. She's got to eat my son. We're safe. <laughs> the dragon flying around. My God, that was crap. <laughs> yeah, I had so much trouble with that. I just have one. I, I tried to attack Mirak, and then at one point I was like, just land so I can get off. And I couldn't get off, and so he just died. I was like, thank you. And then I could actually go and fight Mirak. I think the only way that that even partially works is if you have spell casting ability that doesn't completely stink you can cast spells from the back of it and they're somewhat effective and i stress somewhat my spells you can't you can't 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 use spells no so if you if you're not a spell caster or if you don't have high high destruction magic you just fly around to no effect you notice that all the way through this this realm they give you stamina and mana as little yeah i never needed any of it i noticed not, not once. I don't, I don't just, you know, pff, don't need it. I, I need to stay stealthy, thanks. Oh, wait, I can't. <laughs> but, okay, so the dragon, the, so fighting the dragon, you got surprised the first time, Scott. He, he just wasted you, didn't he? Yeah, the, not not in this round. The the one that's in front of the dragon wall, that one was giving me trouble. When I got here, these dragons didn't bother me so much. Um, yeah, when that guy showed up, he just kind of landed in front of me. And I just hit him, and then I and then, and then I used the bend will. And I didn't even bother hitting easy. him. I just bend will on him straight away. Yeah, because you're supposed to hit him, get him into the weakened state. But yeah, it worked. Anyways. Didn't do that. So then you fly around that stupid island for target practice, which is a complete waste of time. And then yep. you go and fight Mirak. And that was a really interesting mechanic. And I wish that 
the bend will did what Mirak used it for. He had four dragons under his spell, and he, and he would call them down, kill them with the bend will, and take their soul to recharge his, his mana, his health. Yeah. Why can't bend will give me that ability? <laughs> that would be really awesome. I think he might be using something else. He, he, to he'd have to them. be. But, so that was, that was kind of a cool fight that he just, you know, every time you got him low, he would just sacrifice one of his dragons to become powerful again. Yeah, that made him at, at least as difficult as the Vampire Lord. Yeah. For me, it was, anyways. So yeah, because the Vampire Lord would regenerate, and, and, and that's what he did, too. He would regenerate with uh, killing the dragon, so that did make him a bit more difficult. than. Oh, uh, yeah, and every single book in the game is in these different <laughs> realms. Oh, I've yeah. so many spells oh God, going through these black books, it's not funny. This This is such a interesting creative world because I'd never imagined a place full of books to be so evil and twisted and dark. The library. My god. It's like the library in Doctor Who, yeah. Actually, it's a lot like that. Mm, It's it's creepier than the Doctor Who one. (laughs) Well, there is that. Yeah. yeah. You got all those tentacles and these uh, uh, Sithalu which, uh, yeah, the wannabe critters, you know, trying to kill you, and it's well, just, like I said, the man, seekers who basically outrun and hide, outrun and hide, and then yeah, just, they're, just kill them with a bow from a distance. And then when you see, um, uh, here, 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 here mm-hmm. damn it, uh, the Mora guy, that the you know the the the, the Daedric Prince, once you finally see him, he's just this big black tentacled. Uh, thing with a, I guess it's a squid eye, yeah. and it's just wow. That is that is an awesome yeah. thing. No, that that was uh, interesting. Actually, so you meant to be able to use Bendwell on dragons out in the real world, but every time I did, yeah. he was always fighting city guards or something like that. So I never got to land him in and fly him. And you've got to tame what five dragons to get the achievement. I got that. I got that achievement at least on Xbox. And so and what you do is you, you just fly around you, in a circle anyway. What's the point? Supposed to be able to do uh, Odaving. Supposed to be able to get him with the. Uh, why would I do that? He's already. He'll already do what I want. I, I don't know. No, well, like, you do if you, you just, want to get on him, no, I don't you know. just fast travel to any of the location, any of the mountaintops where there are dragons, and bend well on them. It's easy. Mm, okay. There's no point to it, but if you want the achievement, just fast travel to a mountaintop, bend well, being done. So bend well doesn't seem to work very well on absolutely everything else in the game. No, they calm down for about two seconds and then they go back to fighting. Yeah, but that's a, that's a real shame because, you know, he took over an entire island by capturing these, you know, stones and using the Bendwill magic on them. Yeah. Uh, it would have been good if Bendwill uh, gave you temporary control of a, essentially a companion, a, a third companion. Apparently, apparently they needed some kind of amplification power from those stones or something because it doesn't work like that. <laughs> that's... That's pro- yeah, that's possibly the reason he had all those stones under his yeah, control. Yeah, it must be specifically for dragons. Yeah. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Um, what a fantastic piece of DLC. Yeah. I th- yes, definitely. Definitely the best DLC I've seen since Fallout New Vegas. Since the uh, all the brains. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I think this is the best expansion since Throne of Ball. <laughs> So, you know, everyone, I think we're all just going to give it a big thumbs up. Let's pull Mackie back in. You there, Mackie? Well, unless she hung up and went back to the, uh, went back to the game. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Okay, well, let's just, let's just wrap this up anyway. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty fantastic. I mean, I, I really can't say anything beyond how much I've enjoyed it. Uh, just a huge thumbs up. 
Well, you want to take us out then with the uh, the outro stuff, Michael? Well, or should I do you've that? got the outro stuff ready. Okay, well, missed an episode? Need to subscribe to the iTunes feed? Want to join the Facebook group? Want to follow us on Twitter? Want to join the Steam group? Find all of these links and more at www.jarober.com slash thumcast. That's T-H-U-U-M-C-A-S-T. That nobody can hear but me. Oh, and all the listeners. Yes. Hello. <laughs> you're here just for the end, Maggie. <laughs> Maggie, your your um, your opinion of this DLC? Totally worth the twenty bucks. Not just because I love Morrowind so much, it reminds me of that, but it's actually just good DLC. Yep. It totally contradicts everything we said. Not. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Fa- I, I'm surprised it's only twenty bucks, especially after how much they charged for Hithfire. Or yeah, Drat. Or, 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 yeah, or Dawn Guard. <laughs> yes, Dawn Guard. Yeah. Yeah, Dawn Guard felt clumsy in comparison to this. This is everything I've seen so far. It's nicely together. It's a good chunk of map space. You know, it's actually yes, another little uh, map space over here, not just uh, tucked into what you've already got. I was actually nervous after Dawn Guard that, oh, yeah, we're going to another Daedric realm. We're going to another isolated island. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. I could have told you, unless they really screwed it up, that this island is an awesome island. <laughs> yes. It's a good island. It's our island. (laughs) And there we have it. Okay, I'm going to play the outro music.